you gave it away this year save me some tears i'll give it to someone special all right so welcome to just in the nick of time <laughs> our landmark 10th episode what yes oh my god we need like a sad reflective montage on the time we've all spent together blithering about nebraska sports and miscellaneous okay so near far wait we'll get into copyright trouble yeah yep we've already we've <laughs> already exasperated our copyright laws for this episode yeah. so <laughs> coming up after this uh bye week which was a very enjoyable bye week, I, I might add. I wish every week was a bye week. I really, <laughs> honest to God, prefer the weeks in which Nebraska football does not play. <laughs> oh, lordy. Yeah. So we've got the Badgers coming to town. And as is tradition, let me pull this up. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. Okay, I'm gonna listen to this just as we have the conversation. How long is it's it's only a minute thirteen, but it feels like an eternity. Well, again, I found the ten hour version, so. Oh lord, so. That's who's coming to town this week are the Badger, 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 Badger. Mushroom, Mushroom? Yeah! And that concludes our Wisconsin preview. You know, I'm just kidding. So, I'm just going to let it play through the headphones as we have the conversation. Oh, okay. So, Badger, Badger's coming to town, and uh, we're not exactly looking forward to this. So, so I will preface this by asking, what is the, I guess, minimum result that you would be happy with on saturday like is it holding them to within 21 is it you know being at least somewhat competitive at halftime what's what's the minimum result they'll have you leave the stadium going huh that wasn't that bad so i don't think that you can put a number on this i think it's a feeling okay yeah the feeling i want to come away from this game with at minimum is that we legitimately did not give up on trying to beat this team, right? That we, like, we put in effort, we got out there, we played the, played the best game of football we could. And I, I, that could be, you know, six interceptions, three fumbles, and it's 75 to zero, right? Yep. But what I want to see is, honest to God, improvement. I mean, so this is where you get into the whole calculus of, like, what is the chance that we could actually pull something from this game? I think ESPN point- has us at 14% chance to win. Right. That's 14% too high in my opinion. No, absolutely. I think that, like, given – but, like, okay, if you look at these rosters – before yes. this year, I would have given us a 25% chance to win. Somewhere mm-hmm. in that ballpark. People given, are writing this down as L's all year long. Yeah. Given our current form, it's lower than that for sure. Um, but I, I think that if we come out and we play like we've played, then it's, oh, it's no over. That 14% yeah. doesn't happen on game day. It happens in the bye week and now. Right. Yes. And like if something legitimately turned around, which of course 
again. They're saying it has. Saying we had a good week time. of practice. I know. I Woo! swear to God, we are undefeated as far as good weeks of practice go. And like, <laughs> I actually had some notes written down for this. <gasps> I, I, I literally wrote down, whiskey's coming to town. All bad news bears noise. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, things I see coming out of the whole thing. It would be nice from a scoreline perspective, if you hold me to that, not to yes. get whooped. Right. Yeah. Whooped to me is about, and we'll get to this. Do better than you know losing by twenty one. Yes. You know. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it close. Be within striking distance ish at halftime. You know, feasible striking distance. Yeah. Will that happen? I'm. I, I don't make predictions a lot on this show. I'm almost certain it won't. Yeah. This. It's game over for this for this year. I think we knew that after like, probably Purdue. We probably honestly knew that after Colorado and Ohio State, but we just told ourselves no. Well, Northwestern helped me tell. If we had lost that Northwestern game. Which oh, we darn well should Which we tried our best if, to do. <laughs> if the referees obeyed the rules of football, <laughs> there's a very real chance that we lose that Northwestern game. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Honestly, if we lose, if we get blown out, what I want to see is Scott throwing his headset. I want to see players getting mad at themselves, getting fired up. I We've got to play Wisconsin physically, no matter mm-hmm. what, right? We've learned, like, as a Husker fan who's really used to getting the crap kicked out of us by Wisconsin, I'm aware of the things we need to do in this game to not do that, Right. Yes. Like every year, we have this same conversation before we play Wisconsin. We got to play them physical. We got to figure out how to stop the run up the middle. We've got to have a few big demoralizing hits. Um, you know, the linebackers have to have a hell of a game. The yes. secondary has to be able to shut down any explosive plays. When they do put it in the air, we need to be on that wide on rice, you know? <laughs> Defensively, I can tell you exactly what we need yes. to do. Offensively, to, to hang with Wisconsin, all we've ever had to do is, is not be, turn over. Not, not turn over the ball and run the offense like things planned to run. Most years, that's enough to hang with them offensively. Yes, because I can think of – so since we've been in the Big Ten, here's a little breakdown of how the games against Wisconsin have gone. We've had one win. We've had two games that were just all-out blowouts. Yeah. That's the Melvin Gordon game and then the Big Ten championship <laughs> game. It. Two of the worst memories of any Husker fan. The Melvin Gordon game, man, that was painful. <laughs> like, oh, God, it was awful. Uh-huh. And, and then uh, two other games, I would say. Uh, this is last year and the year before it last year. We kept it close at half, and then they just yep. curb stomped us. Mm-hmm. And then there's the rare, the rarest Wisconsin game, uh, the one where we should have won but lost. And that was Riley's first year where they beat us on a last-second field goal. Right. So, these Wisconsin games, they're very repetitive. So, we should know which way this game's going to go just based on history for this edition of what I like to call the Great American Scrimmage. Because our uniforms are virtually identical. It always does look like the red-white game out there. Yes. So, (laughs) I've always proposed that if this is going to be a rivalry, it should be called the Great American Scrimmage. (laughs) 
I think that there are better rivalry names than this. First of all, oh yeah, we there need are to... better ones, but this is the perfect one for this game. We can have a legitimate rivalry when both of us are good at the same time, and that hasn't really happened yet. Because when we think we're hot grease, we run into Wisconsin, and then you're like, they're like, lol, and yeah, put us back in our place real quick. I don't think Heck, Wisconsin even... hates us yet. Yeah, no, Wisconsin's linebacker. Uh, one of them, Jack something or another, said uh, in interviews this week, uh, he does not consider us a rival. Yeah, yeah. he shouldn't. Why? Yeah, <laughs> you, you There's about... a trophy for this game, but we've never had it. And quite frankly, it's a very nondescript, ugly trophy. I'd rather not have it. It's the broken chair, right? No, it's the, the broken chair is the best trophy oh, we have. Oh, that's Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin is the freedom trophy. Oh, see, the fact that I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, which I guess I is because it's always— I steal a church bell. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how rivalry trophies should be born. We got to go steal some— The Freedom Trophy is only because it's played on Veterans Day weekend. That's the only reason. But we need—I'd be— What do you mean this was Veterans Day weekend? Same thing. We played no one on Veterans Day weekend. Give me the damn Freedom Trophy. <laughs> It's not the same thing. It's no. near. It's always around Veterans Day. Well, weekend. that's like saying my birthday's around Veterans Day, and I'll have you know it's six days after Veterans Day. Okay. Jesus, Justin. I think that's what they said in the press release. Okay, but well, still. the press release is stupid, and so is the trophy. Let's steal a cheese-making implement and tie it to a corn-threshing implement. Yeah, that's what it should have always been. I know. One half cheese, one half corn. I don't care how you make that happen. A corn casserole. Yes! Let's just make a corn casserole every year. Whoever wins just gets to, like, take a football glove full of it and <laughs> shove it down their face at the end of the game. <laughs> Some little old lady every year gets conscripted to make a corn casserole, and you know what? She loves her life for it. <laughs> Instead of the Gatorade bath, it's just the corn casserole. <laughs> <laughs> every year, it's a different type of corn casserole. Yes. Or, like, cheese and corn. Like, that one year it's spaghetti corn. Yeah. One year it's, like, the macaroni and cheese that they put corn in. One year it's the, like, you know, scalloped corn. Yes. Yeah, man. I want to win on the scalloped corn year. Yes. I think that they should also pass it out in the student section yes. after the game. So whichever team has won. Yeah, the or the opposing team's food. Like, you know, if, if they win, we hawk. We hawk corn cobs at their, like, traveling section. And if not, we just bring out, like, a giant – you know that Andrew Jackson story where they gave Andrew Jackson a giant will of cheese and he didn't know what the hell to do with it? But he was, like, a populist. So he put it in, like, the lobby of the White House and he was like, here's want some cheese. Eat the damn cheese. Like, that. we should just take a big block of cheese and have them, like, wiener slinger it up to the student section. That should be the trophy. More food-related trophies, God. It should be, like, the Olympic torch, but with cheese. Whoever wins you the— got, You gotta make the cheese to the stadium, and then you pass it all the way down. Yeah. And it goes you, to but, the— But you roll it the entire— You roll it the entire way. From Wisconsin to Nebraska. Yes. <laughs> And then when we go at Wisconsin, like, you know how we, you know we, at the Ohio State game we tied a bunch of balloons to a corn stalk and let it go? That's how we should do it? That's how we're doing it. But we're with all of the corn stalks. With I all. think what we should do is, um, you know the song International Harvester? Yes. We should just actually send a fleet of International Harvesters up to Wisconsin while blaring that song. 
and and that'll be that'll be the pr- the trophy just all of the seed corn in Nebraska <laughs> for the next year. <laughs> oh, okay. If yeah. only we were actually winning any of these trophy games. My goodness. Yeah. So no kidding. Because we have ideas for when these things get competitive. Yeah. But yeah, we we don't anticipate anything competitive. <sighs> I just hope we hold Jonathan Taylor to under 250 rushing yards. I want the defense to show up. I know it won't happen. I like they. I I think they probably know it. Mm-hmm. I think that like the other thing I wrote down in my handy dandy notebook um, is that a Blues Clues reference? Yeah. Woo! Is I really do think that it's time to start switching it up, right? Because even if like, okay, I think it's fair to write off these last three games, either as we won't win them or they don't really matter. Yes. What is – But – I mean, if we were to knock one of them off – Which would most likely be Maryland. Then the Iowa game would matter a whole lot. It would matter a whole lot. But if we, if we drop, you know, Maryland and, like, one of the Iowa's constant games – you know, I'm I'm a big Atlanta Falcons fan, and this year was such a wash because we were one and seven heading into Sunday, going at New Orleans to face the arch rival Saints. And you know what like, happened? Kind of a, I'm I'm a Saints fan, so let's not you, talk about you, what happened. Oh, yeah, because that's where you you chose to go on long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my family's kind of all Saints fans. How? How'd that happen? Huh? There's no Louisiana ties, from what I know. No, 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 no. Um, went there once, liked it a lot. I wasn't, oh. I wasn't on the trip, but okay. my extended family likes New Orleans, and so I... What What are you judging why I became a fan of something? It's because they're the Saints. No, I hate the Saints. What? But, like, aren't you supposed to hate the Panthers more? No, it's always been. It's the Deep South's greatest rivalry. Falcons did, listen, versus listen, Saints. Listen. We had a whole argument about this when you said that that's the name of the rivalry. Yes, because it is. it's simply not the Deep South's greatest rivalry. What What do you mean by greatest? Biggest? That is definitely Alabama-Auburn. That's Deep South. But that's just one state of the Deep South. This. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Florida-Georgia. That's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's what they call it? Officially, yes. That's officially what they... This is why we need to... Okay, I'm publicly putting this on air because I want to pressure Justin to do this series. I want to do a series of YouTube videos about the greatest rivalries in, like, all sports. And one of the episodes is going to be about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I promise you this. Uh, But then, like, okay, Georgia Georgia Tech... That's, That's a clean, old-fashioned hate. I know, which is a way better name than even the Deep South. But it's, I'm just saying it's not the Deep South's greatest rivalry. In, until you're heavily invested into one of these teams, you just you, you won't get how much we hate each other. So my point well, being— I, No, I get it, because on Twitter, everybody's like, we dat. We dat. Which is New like, Orleans, who dat trying—who dat comes Who, who dat that. think they're going to beat them yeah, Saints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, everywhere, Atlanta Falcons fans are like, we dat every year. So, yeah, I— so, the Falcon Saints, you can throw the records out the window when the, when we play because we were one and seven, they were seven and one, and we won twenty three to nine. Yeah. I don't care that we're two and seven right now. I really don't. I am so happy with okay. this team because we beat the Saints. Feeling pretty so, good. Feeling so, pretty good on that playoff picture. 
Yeah. Still beat the Saints. So. Right. But they're in the same division, right? The yes. Saints are still leading the division, right? Yes, they are. By All those like things are lot. true. The Panthers are no good. The Bucks are no good. The Falcons are no good. Still beat, though. What? Still beat, though. So that makes the season that was up to this point going total crap feel a whole lot better. Yeah. I, so I, I so it's not pointless. So if we get one of Wisconsin and Iowa, it's, regardless of what happens to Merland, this season's going to feel a whole lot better. I, I have to say, I appreciate the way you say Merland. Merland. Have you ever seen that diabetes versus diabetes video? <laughs> That's us with Maryland. I'm like, Maryland. You're like, Maryland. I'm like, diabetes. You're like, diabetes. So, uh, another question. Uh, the second largest co- college in Kentucky, the Cardinals, uh, what is their city name? Louisville. Okay, you're good. Good. Louisville. Louisville. It's Louisville. 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 Okay, you're making it sound weird. Louisville. If I have to slip into a southern accent. You gotta it, it, it's gotta roll. No, Jesus, Hector Christ, what's wrong with you? <laughs> your tongue should not leave the roof of your mouth when saying Louisville. Yeah, but it, you like it, it, it's too forward. It's gotta be Louisville. 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 Okay, I think still it still moves. The tongue moves like front to back. Like, it's not as fun. It's like a roll. What are other stupid southern names? Florida. Florida. Georgia. Georgia. South Kakalaki. North Kakalaki. Bama. Alabama. Louisiana. I love how people from Mississippi always seem to cut out half the syllables that we've allotted them. (laughs) And we allotted them a lot. But like... We're like Mississippi, and they're like Mississippi. It's two. It's like there's everything is accented, and there's two. Syllables. I think there's no greater example of the Deep South naming things that okay, Midwestern. We have a state named Kansas. In the Deep South, they have a state whose is the exact same name of as Kansas, except they added two letters to the beginning, and it's pronounced Kansas, Arkansas. How how is Kansas over here, but in this state you pronounce it Kansas. I so I to, I totally agree. Um, but I think what one of the greatest things about Southern accents is something I learned this weekend, and that is LSU's coach's Southern accent. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! What, don't they go like Galaxy Tigers? Or is it's that still G- pronounced Go? E- a U X. I can and it's pronounced it. go. Uh-huh. Oh, like Bordeaux. Yes. Okay. It's Cajun. It's it, right. I gathered that. Um <laughs> I was I, I was reading stuff post game and then I saw an LSU fan say, It's finally nice to have a coach without an accent. <laughs> I love that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um so that was why I love the bye week so much because we actually got to watch two good, good football teams. Football teams playing good football that affects things and will matter when it comes to the playoff picture. Damn it, if that wasn't exactly the thing I needed to continue to care about college football. Exactly. Anyway. It had to be that game because that game had so many little mini turns because at halftime, LSU was up 20. So we're thinking. This unequivocally would knock Alabama out of the playoffs if right. they were to lose by 20. Beyond a prayer. Now, like, 
as, as I'm pretty sure Kofi from SB Nation tweeted afterwards, Bama knows they're going to find a way. Like, like the, yes. the selection committee, I don't care if they have to throw games. Like, But. But God. Anyway, but yeah, the yeah, yeah. case so is looks really, at, really stacked against them this half year. At halftime. At halftime. We'll get to that. Yeah. At halftime, it looks really bad. Mm-hmm. And then Bama, third quarter, early fourth quarter. Yeah, they're getting back in it. You're, yeah. Uh-huh. We're thinking they're going to take the lead in this game. Right. And then LSU and Joe Burrow, who won his Heisman that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No contest now. And then this I don't know if it's no contest now. What yeah. if he gets hurt? What if he has a real shiner against? They still have some hard games. I think they still have Texas A&M left, and that's kind of their new rival. Here's the thing, though. They'll beat A&M. They will. I like that. That makes sense as a rivalry. Yes, because they tried to force the golden boot, which I always thought was a huge rivalry until I actually read Arkansas and LSU fans talk about it, and they're like, yeah, nobody cares. Right. Which made me disappointed because it's such a cool trophy. It's a dope dope idea. But, yeah. A&M-LSU makes a lot of sense. It's two schools with a similar ethos, a similar aura about their football teams. Yes. Kind of like... We've been around a long time. We've been good. We've been bad. We're on the come up. We feel like we're constantly on the come up. It's two teams that are always right there, mm-hmm. too. So it makes a lot of sense for them to play each other that last week. Yes. Because you can see a world in which the winner moves on to great things and the loser, that's their season, you know? Uh, and so, like, I, I really like that rivalry. It's it's not as good, admittedly, as AM Texas was. I know that, that will there will never there be will never be the, one like that. The same thing for either of those schools. Because yeah, the Red River rivalry, which is what I'll always call it. I don't like the Red Red River Showdown name. It was. Yeah, per- it sounds a little too much like Shootout at High Noon. Like yeah, that's what the original name was. Was Red River Shootout. Yeah, but the, the, the alliteration is better. The alliteration is better. The Red River Rivalry. Perfect. Can say it with a southern accent, and it's very alliterative. I Makes love sense alliteration. Makes sense in a drawl. <laughs> and you listen to Rascal Flatts song. They don't have drawls. Life is They've got twang. That's the thing. They do, but... In you know the difference between a twang and a drawl, On right? the spectrum of country... Spectrum of country twang. Rascal Flats is like. Oh, they're pretty damn far, son. No, they're no, they're not. No, like they're they're more. You ever heard like Tracy Lawrence or like Chris Stapleton or? No, thank God I have not. Music that has crossed in the mainstream enough for me to know what it is. You got like them, and like Big and Rich coming to my city, (laughs) and then like who else? I don't know. Like I'm trying to say it's not. It's not. Troy Aikman, it's like... Trace Adkins. Trace Adkins. <laughs> Troy Aikman. Yeah, he played for USC, right? <laughs> Wait, is that where he went to... I think he went to, like, UCLA. He was a Cowboys quarterback. Now I need to look this up. Where did Aikman go to college? I thought it was USC. Quarterback here, right? It's UCLA. I was UCLA. right. Woo! So. <laughs> uh, I knew it was a California hippie school. Um, yeah, no, it was an incredibly oh, fun Luke game. Luke Combs has a lot of twang. Check out him. He's got a new album in stores. Now. Is Luke Combs the guy who wrote the beer song? He's written. Cold, cold beers never, never broke, broke my heart. <laughs> like diamond rings and football teams have torn this boy apart. <laughs> That's an incredibly 
apt song for my feelings this year. It is. Uh, I actually quite like that song. Me uh, too. Co- country to songs it. about your wife leaving you. Yeah, I'm not really at that stage left. Country songs about a football team Seems breaking just your heart. Totally sucking. Boom, that's me, baby. <laughs> Uh, one thing, I don't know why we're talking about country music today, but one thing I will say about country music is it has the ability to make you weep like no other music. There are sad rock songs that I think rival it. Like, uh, Wild Horses by the Rollins. Wow, wild horses. Like, that's incredibly sad when, especially, I feel like rock songs, you've got to know the background. They're not like, hey, here's what's happening. But then it's like. Country songs are like, and then the meth head baby died, and it's like, oh man, like we went there, we went ahead and went there because you know what? That's the kind of stuff that's happening where these people are writing these songs, so they're just gonna write what they know, and what they know is just the most awful, horrid human tragedy, mixed with a lot of drinking beer to get over it. So like. What? You've heard the that meth song. Heads baby I swear died. to God, that's early Taylor Swift or something, right? Like no. Taylor Swift's never. Is it a Dolly Parton song? Yes, Dar- Dolly Parton <laughs> would make that song. Taylor it's Swift a, would not. It's a real weeper, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> another great example that like has country elements. I don't know if it's truly really country song, but it's this time of year. Sir, I want to buy these shoes. That, I've heard that played on country radio. Place. I don't it's, know how to classify it, but that is like... It's got real country elements to it. It does. It feels like like a like a all your Tammy Wynette or like a Johnny Cash song. If Johnny yes. Cash had lived another 20 years, he would have done that song. He would have done you the song, it. but he would have done it way differently. He'd be like, sir, I want to buy these shoes from my mama. 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 That is the way that Johnny Cash would say mama. <laughs> that is. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we got to talk about real things. That real matter. things. So Football. <laughs> so, so sweet, yeah. So Sweet Home Alabama comes back, and then they they end up. Another good country song. Is Leonard Skinner a country band? Southern rock. Oh, no, they're country rock. No, no, no. They're southern rock. If I draw a Venn diagram of country and rock, they're sitting in the middle, along with yes. like ZZ Top. And like, and that genre is called Southern rock. I think that they sit firmly in both country and rock music, and yes. which is incredible because that is a very difficult genre to like bridge the gap, right? Yes. There are not a whole lot of people who like like me are really into like classic rock and alternative rock that like can listen to anything that has any twang associated with it. And yet Leonard Skinner is such a gateway drug because I don't understand like, oh, what's that one? It's called God's Country. Who sings that? Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. I can't understand that song until unless I have listened to Simple Man in the last five days. And then I'm like, okay, we've gateway drugged into country. And now I can listen to God's Country and get with it. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, So... So LSU's got this like short five eight running back named Clyde, who is an absolute beef Clyde. tank. <laughs> he's he's beautiful. He's a, he's a beautiful sight. He's a beautiful sight, and he punches it in with like one minute and thirty seconds to go. It's a go two, Tigers. Go Tigers. It's a two score game. Alabama might not make the playoff if that result holds. And then one play later, after the kickoff, 
they cut the lead back down to like five in one play. Mm-hmm. That play alone is what keeps them breathing. But I, I honestly think that I, I'm about as pessimistic as it comes when it comes to college football and what these people are going to do and how Bama is going to rule the world for all eternity. I don't think they get in unless something else happens. Who's who's the rest of Bama's schedule? They have Western Carolina, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Auburn's the only team that has a snowball's chance in hell of beating them. What's Auburn ranked this year? They are like 13 right now. But a college football playoff poll comes out tonight because of, you know, Tuesday nights in November is when people get angry over polls. So This one doesn't matter. I want to stress that. I think it does for two reasons. One is how far is Alabama going to drop? Are you saying it sets the floor? Yeah, this sets the floor because Alabama has no upward movement left in their schedule. Sure, they can beat Auburn, but as long as the three teams ahead of them, yeah, as long as the three teams who will objectively be ahead of them for as long as the season goes on, which is Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson, keep on winning. Alabama is not jumping any of them regardless of what they do in their schedule. So if those three teams keep winning, there's nothing Bama can do about that. So that, so if Bama is at four, that means that they, yeah, that means if either one of those teams messes up or any team below Bama messes up, then they get in. But the teams below Bama, if they are at four tonight, I think there's still more to gain for, te- for four teams, I would say. For Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Wake Forest. Not anymore, Nick. Not anymore. Wake Forest wins the national championship in my heart. And mine too, man. In a just world, yeah. if, if Wake Forest and Appalachian State would be playing for a national championship. <laughs> but both of them had to break my hearts and lose the randomest game. Because Appalachian State, if they do not lose to Georgia Southern this year, I would be campaigning for them so hard to get in this playoff because they have wins over a South Carolina team that beat Georgia and a North Carolina team that should have beat Clemson. They have beaten teams that have beaten two playoff contenders, and if they were undefeated, I would be championing them so hard for this playoff, but they're not, so they might not even make a major bowl game, which is sad. So, so but like, let's, let's talk this out. Yes. If... LSU wins the conference. Yes. They go. They go in. No no doubts about if it. If Georgia wins the conference, they go in. They go in and maybe bring along LSU with them. That's what I that's where I'm headed with this whole conspiracy theory yeah. because the other two slots are locked up. Clemson and Ohio State. Clemson and Ohio State or, or Minnesota. Minnesota. But either way, there's a Big 10 spot and stupidly, stupidly, there is an ACC spot. But that ACC spot is only reserved for Clemson. Yes. If, if someone else were to win the ACC. Or if Clemson were to just slip up once. If Wake Forest beats Clemson this week, I'm sorry, Clemson's not making the playoff. They no. Will, no. They'll take a one-loss Big 12 or a one-loss Pac-12 over or them. Or a Bama. Or a Bama. Like, exactly. There's a world in which it's Ohio State. If Clemson loses to like Wake Forest, yes. LSU, Bama, Georgia. There could, but there's a world. There is a world, but Oregon or Utah would have to lose another game and then win the conference, and which that, is feasible, right? Which is feasible. The Pac-12 is known to cannibalize itself, <laughs> and then the Big Twelve has two hopes. One is Oklahoma, a team who was 
Ooh, they are nope. trending downward. They won't put them in. I, I, I think they will. Nope, because Kansas State is the Big 12 equivalent, not as drastic, as a Wake Forest. I really don't think that Oklahoma has a snowball's chance in hell at this point. I, I do. I think— You think because, that Oklahoma they have, team deserves to be in more than Alabama? Right now, no. But given what they have left ahead of them, they do have undefeated Baylor and then a solid Oklahoma State team still left on the schedule. If Oklahoma does beat Baylor, that's a better win than anything Alabama's got. Alabama's best win is a loss to LSU. Let me make that clear right now. Alabama has not beaten a team that is in the CFP Top 25 right now. So if Oklahoma beats Baylor, they'll probably have to beat them twice because there's a Big 12 championship game too. Which, the scenario, which is very possible and would screw the Big 12 out of the playoff like no other— and it would be their own doing, is if this weekend Baylor beats Oklahoma but loses to Oklahoma in the conference championship game. That would remove them from playoff contention because it was your stupid idea, Bob Bowlesby, to have a conference championship game for a conference with 10 teams in it. Yep. Yep. That's totally dumb. That's totally dumb, and that's totally what's going to happen. 100% unnecessary to have that conference championship. Exactly. Go by record. Go by record. There, there is, has been one playoff which would have been affected differently had you had that conference championship game, and that was the very first one. So you overreacted. Baylor would have been in, right? Baylor or TCU. I believe Baylor had the head-to-head, but TCU had the stronger schedule. Hear me out. So, that, so they just said, We're t- we'll take Ohio State over both of y'all. Hear me out. Hear yeah. me out. Hear me out. What if? What if, when, if they go by record, but at the end of the season, if two teams are tied for first— they play against each other. But they they've they would have already played in the regular right. season. Play again. Decide it. That way this election committee has somebody. If yeah. there are three teams, I don't know, flip it, have them play rock, paper, scissors. Have a mechanism to declare a champion. Is this or just for the Big 12 or just, just for the just playoff? Just for the Big 12. Oh, okay. This way, they don't have to actually, like, you know, they, they can declare a winner. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they want to do. Right. So instead of truly having a conference championship every year, just have it. If it's if these two teams are tied, then they play. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. Or like, yeah. If these, maybe you do it like strength of schedule. Oh, the Big Twelve has decided to name a champion based on strength of schedule. Strength of, like strength of schedule. Do you mean like strength of record, which is like, cause... no, which is the number. But I'm saying like these people played tougher teams. Do they all play each other? Yes. yes. Every they, year? They all play each other every year because it's a 10-team conference, okay. nine-game conference schedule, three non-conference games. Right. So then judge by the non-conference games. So, like, if one of is, you is it just South the best Alabama wins? and the other one played, yeah, maybe best wins. I don't know. Best but non-conference like, wins, maybe? I don't care if it's a subjective champion, you know? Yeah. Give out a Big 12 championship. You know, the game the game is unnecessary and causes you problems. Yes. Like this year, the game could cause you more harm than good. Yeah. And I could absolutely see that happening, which if that happens, that would put the hope of an Alabama-less playoff in the Pac-12, which I don't have a lot of trust in them. Just by nature of the Pac-12, Utah looks darn good. Oregon looks darn good this year. I don't trust either of them. So right now, I'd say Bama, they're not in yet. But they're looking good if, in fact, the committee 
says, hey, they're Bama, and keeps him at number four. Because if, if this was any other team but Alabama, and they had that exact result against LSU, I think you and me would both agree, we wouldn't be talking about them still having a chance right now. No. Like Minnesota and Penn State. Penn State played Minnesota awful close, but no one's talking about Penn State getting in without a conference. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. So, heck, this is another predicament that I, I've been thinking about a bit. What if Minnesota and Ohio State both go undefeated regular season? I think the loser of that game in the Big Ten Championship would have a better case than Alabama. Because the, Wait, hold on. Yes. What did you say? If, Al, if Ohio State and Minnesota both go undefeated and play each other in the Big Ten Championship game, I think the loser of that game would have a better case than Alabama. Okay. Let's Beca- say because the loser is Minnesota. It's Minnesota. Only because... There's- no, 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 no. Twelve and one is a better record than eleven and one. Better they should case. not be punished for a- playing an extra game. Absolutely, better case. But they're not from the SEC. Like you're right, yep. but uh, it drives me crazy. Somehow, football should, in a perfect world, not have this. Yes. But like, we are not gonna put in, like, LSU household name ohio state our solitary modern household name in the big 10 clemson a rising power in the east and minnesota's here hi guys it's minnesota how y'all doing row the boat oh row the damn boat like yeah oh it would just be like whose yokel cousin got dragged along to the playoff like so i there's I, I, the, the 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 football establishment, the uh, the super delegates of football, the powers that be, will yeah you know will never take the punk rock pick that is Minnesota, no matter how punk rock they might be. Yeah, yeah. So this is also decided national champion, right? And then the first national championship was not a game; it was a series of two games in the first season of college football in 1869. Rutgers played Princeton twice. Both teams won a game that season, and both teams claim a championship for 1869. (laughs) So let's talk about that very first game, shall we? Let's do it. Rutgers versus Princeton, 1869. (laughs) Let's go to Wikipedia to describe how this game was played. Give it to me, baby. (laughs) So, the team... Because the game was played at Rutgers, it was played under Rutgers' rules. The game consisted... (laughs) Hold on. Yep. What do you mean? That's the first sentence. The game was played at Rutgers, so it was played under Rutgers' rules. Okay. There were two teams of 25 players on each side. Like on the field. Yes. So there were 50 guys on the field who attempted to score by kicking the ball into the opposing team's goal. What? The team's... Like end zone or actual goal? This is... Actual goalposts, according to this illustration. We're playing soccer. Yup. The teams played 10 games... The teams played 10 games against each other. When, When a team scored a goal, it counted as the end of that game, and the team with the most goals after the 10 games was the winner. So it was essentially... Like soccer, but but to but, ten, but to ten goals, not not and with to, not to the first team that gets ten, but once there's been ten goals in the game, you wrap it up. That's the game. 
But wait, what if one of the teams gets to six? Yeah, keep playing. I think – no, wait. I think it might be first to six, actually, because – Yeah. Yeah, because Princeton won the second game six nothing. So Yeah, so you probably just call it good. Yeah. So, But then how are Princeton's rules different to Rutgers? Uh, does not say that on Wikipedia. Let's go to in my alternate source. So I don't know. So we will move on from that okay. question. Okay. So <laughs> there was no forward passer line of scrimmage. Nobody could pick up the round ball and carry it. And there were no quarters, halftimes, or officials. And timekeeping more closely resembled that of tennis or baseball. Historical accounts say the game was rugby style, but it was more or less violent soccer. This comes from uh, Banner Society of SB Nation. <laughs> <sighs> violent soccer, which we now just call soccer in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my favorite part is how Rutgers won the first game. After scoring an own goal because Rutgers... <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers is an own goal of a university. Yes, they are. Their fifth and sixth goals were scored by their stars, who are known as Big Mike and Large. Big Mike and Large. Large. That's his name. There goes Large. Large. Oh, my God. God. So then... And then the final goal, someone... By a random kick, had driven the ball to one side where it rolled against the fence and stopped. So it literally rolled up against the fence where the fans were watching. I don't know if this counted as a goal or not, but whatever. So Large led the pursuit for the ball, followed closely by Big Mike. They reached the fence on which the students were perched, and unable to check their momentum, in a tremendous impact, they struck it. The fence then gave way with a crash and over went the band of yelling students to the ground. One Rutgers professor, one Rutgers professor who was watching this, reportedly reportedly yelled, "You will come to no Christian end." And that's the start of football. I think that that is what I am going to yell if we throw an interception this week. You will come to no Christian end, Martinez. You will come to no Christian end. So, Princeton was was literally ran out of town after the game as players reportedly quickly jumped on their carriages and made the 20-mile trip back. So then So then they played the second game, Princeton won 8 nothing, so I was wrong. You actually So their rules must have been different. And then the third game was canceled as faculty members from each college complained that the sport was interfering with academics. And as Banner Society yeah. said, a concern that was quickly resolved and never impacted college athletics <laughs> again. <laughs> so that's been the show. Yeah. Rhubarb and ribby. Badger, 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 badger.